Hi, welcome to the Bucko Fever Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Franson. I appreciate you listening today. Um, and if you listen to the other ones, I appreciate that too. So, um, like I said, I've said in all the other podcasts, this is a lot of fun for me. So I really appreciate everybody, um, you know, tuning in, giving it some support. Um, it's, it's, it's been great. So, um, today, so <laughs> I've been talking like throughout my episodes that this is a year for evaluation. Um, it's not necessarily a year about winning, uh, you know, the, the final record doesn't really matter a whole lot. Um, it's seeing progress and seeing guys um, kind of start living up to some of their potential. Um, so today I'm going to do like a an early um, projection of what next year will look like. Like what that Pirates lineup could look like. Uh, you know, what the position, who's playing what position, who's, uh, you know, where depth is, all that, um, for next year in 2022. Um, again, it's early, a lot can happen between now and then, but this is something I'm just going to come back to, I think, as the season goes, um, and uh, really kind of take a look at that, at, at uh, how things are progressing, um, as the year goes on, because um, there's a lot that's going to be changing here uh, in the next couple of weeks, and I'll talk about that. Um, but before I get into all of that, uh, let's have a message from our sponsor, Anchor. So, like I said, you know, this year is about evaluation. It's about determining who is part of the future. And who's not part of the future? Whether it be that they, they're just not good. <laughs> or um, it could be something, you know, like they're not part of the future because of uh, how many years they have left on their initial contract. Um, and, you know, this would be the opportunity uh, to trade them. Um, <laughs> before we, you know, one of the things, a good example today, the Pirates designated uh, Anthony Alford for assignment. He was not performing, um, so he is, I wouldn't say totally out of the picture yet, because it's very possible he clears waivers. Um, he was not setting the world on fire. He has not done anything in the major leagues to really, um, I don't think, to really make many teams think, hey, this is a guy we can count on uh, to be productive. So... I think he could remain with the Pirates. This is the last we've seen of him. I wouldn't say so. I mean, I think he could, um, you know, if he does well in the in the minors, um, be back. I don't necessarily think he's done, but this isn't the a, a step in the right direction for him. But that they did bring up somebody that could factor into the future uh, in Rodolfo uh, Castro. Um, he actually started the second game of the doubleheader tonight. He didn't record a hit. We know for three, but you know it's something to see. Uh, you know, to, um, to to get somebody like that up. Um, uh, another guy they you know, got to pitch in the second game was Miguel Yahure. He's one of these guys for the future. Um, four really efficient innings. Had one bad pitch that got. Uh, uh, taken out of the park, but other than that, he looked really good until the 
fifth inning and then the, the wheels fell off a little bit. It wasn't all um, his fault, some bad defense, but um, all in all, I think a really good outing and encouraging outing uh, for uh, Miguel Yajure. Uh, so we'll talk about where some of these those guys can factor in uh, with the Pirates. Um, I did want to um, kind of map out 2022. Um, another guy they got, I, did, I forgot to mention him, is um, uh, Kahai Tom. Um, they claimed him off of waivers from the Oakland Athletics. He is a Rule 5 guy, so that means once Jose Soriano is ready to, to, to pitch again, the Pirates will have to carry three Rule 5 guys for the rest of the season. Um, I don't know what that's going to look like. I think it'll be easier to carry Soriano um, and um, Oviedo in the pen than maybe with Tom. Um, however, uh, I mean, nobody's running away with that uh, center field job or, you know, the potential fourth outfielder spot. So they very well could just stash them. Um, they have enough guys with versatility that that Tom could be uh, could be sitting there, um, at least on the bench for them for the, the rest of the year. So um, we'll see what happens there. But what I do, I want to talk about 2022. Um, like I said, this is a year for evaluation. Uh, I th- honestly think that um, they're really uh, not necessarily focusing on 2022 at all. I think 2022 very well could be a repeat of this year. Um, when it's all said and done, uh, maybe even <laughs> maybe even a step back um, because they don't have a lot of uh, top prospects that'll be pushing and ready to roll uh, next year. And if they are, then it is, you know, their, their intro to the majors and that can doesn't always pan out right off the bat. Um, so what does the team look like? Like if, if I were shutting it down right now and looking to see who I had, um, next year, uh, what would that kind of look like? Um, let's start with catcher. Uh, I think that it's probably a decent bet that uh, Jacob Stallings is the starting catcher next year. I, I, I think Stallings, um, they don't have any other options for one. And I just think Stallings is the right guy for the moment. Um, I don't believe Stallings is, you know, any by any means like an all-star catcher. Uh, defensively, sure. Um, you know, defensively, he's um, as good as it gets, really. Uh, offensively, he's been up and down this year. Um, you know, 20, he's at 227 average, so he's not really setting the world on fire. He had a couple, he had a nice stretch of a few games there, but the last, um, the last three games, he's really struggled to do much. So the average kind of plummeted. Um, I do like Jacob Stallings. Like I said, I think he could, 
he you can depend on him defensively, um, help to develop these young pitchers. Um, he's got a lot of time left on his contract just because it took him so long um, to get to the majors and to stick in the majors. So he's not a free agent in, after 2025. Um, so... He is arbitration eligible after next year. Uh, so it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with him. Um, Stallings could be a trade ship. His offense is what's going to hold that back. However, if he were to be Stallings, I would say like Stallings-esque, um, and hit his like 240 to 250 or better but you know just let's just say he sticks in that area with his defense if there's some contender um, at the deadline that needs a catcher whether it be a starting catcher for you know a month or till their guy gets back you know via from injury or they just don't have a good backup catcher uh, Stallings could be a guy they look at he could he could be somebody that um, teams call about in the offseason because um, they want to solidify their, their catching staff. Um, they're not deep. They don't have any young guys coming up. Um, but I, I think that the Pirates aren't going to be any in any hurry to do that. Um, so I think we'll probably see Stallings back. Um, the backup could very well be Michael Perez again. I haven't been impressed with Perez uh, defensively. He's fine. Offensively, he only has one hit this year and like 20 at-bats. Uh, that's not encouraging. Um, he doesn't play as much as Stalling, so, I mean, I give you give a little bit of um, leeway there. But if they're not impressed with, with Michael Perez, they have other options. Um, you know, this is going to be an, an interesting year because – uh, compared to last year, we get minor league baseball back, hopefully. And some of these guys that we didn't get to see last year, um, you know, play any like meaningful games, uh, could somebody could make a jump forward. You might have a guy like Christian Kelly, um, you know, get his average up. Uh, he has some pop um, in his bat, but to, to get his average up a little bit to where it's uh, a little bit more um, respectable uh, in, uh, you know, AAA. And uh, he could he could make a push, like, to be the backup catcher. A guy like Arden Paps could make a push uh, to be the backup catcher. Jason DeLay. Those guys are all kind of on the same level um, in their development. Uh, defensively, they're all great. They're all very good. Uh, offensively, uh, not so much. Uh, Pabst has, they've all had stretches um, where their offense wasn't terrible. Um, but then they've, they've generally just kind of slumped off again. Um, in, like a guy like Pabst in, in 2018 in 46 games of Braden, and he hit 281. In 19 games in Altoona, he hit 193, and then in 2019, 192 in Altoona. Um, that's not encouraging when you saw, like, no no improvement, really, at all. It's pretty much exactly the same um, production. 
from one year to just in that same level. So, um, you know, Christian Kelly's a guy in 2018 and Altoona, he hit 235 with eight home runs. Um, and then in Indy in 2019, 179 um, with five home runs. Um, again, not super encouraging from any of these guys. But if one of them can get that average, especially Kelly, since he'll probably be in AAA, if he can get that average up to 240, 245, you know, his defense will help him. Um, and who knows, he might get a shot to be the backup. Or they could continue to go with the journeyman, uh, uh, the journeyman avenue that they've been, they've been pulling guys off of, like Andrew Susak and Tony Walters, um, before he opted out, and um, uh, Joe Hudson. Very well could be one of those guys. The catching is not very um, intriguing. It's not real exciting uh, because it, there's not a, uh, there's no offense there, like none. Um, and the only offense they have is years away. And I've said this in other podcasts, um, you know, it's just not, it's not ideal. Um, so, um, I think catcher will be something that they target in the, uh, in any trade, um, that may come up, um, you know, this, um, this year or in the off season to try to address that, maybe get a guy, uh, that is a little bit more, uh, major league, Closer to major league ready, maybe a, a better double A guy, because um, really the only catcher that they have uh, is in the system that's highly thought of um, is Andy Rodriguez, and he's you know two, three, four years away. Um, Dylan Stafford is one; he has the pop, um, but defensively he needs some work and he needs to cut down on some case. So the fact that we get a minor league season, we may see somebody uh, kind of rise to the occasion to um, to be the backup catcher or maybe even the replacement for Stallings if they trade Stallings. Um, but I think right now you're looking at Stallings, and I'm just going to pencil in Perez there because who knows? Um, it could be anybody at this point. Uh, but just by on what I see right now, this is what I would think and project for 2020, uh, 2022. Uh, first base. Uh, I think, <laughs> I think it would, it's probably going to be Phil Evans. Um, I think if, if Colin Moran continues to produce the way he's producing so far this year, um, he's going to play his way out of Pittsburgh and he could be a trade piece later this year or in the off season, um, especially, uh, you know, he's looked really good and this is what they've kind of been waiting for. And I think a lot of it is that they just gave him a, a place to play and not to worry about anybody supplanting him. Like he knew that this is my job. Um, I think I think he'll probably be dealt. A lot of people I've seen pop up over the last like week 
um, on social media, Twitter and whatnot, um, saying Colin Moran should be extended. Um, Colin Moran is probably not the type of player that a rebuilding team is looking to um, uh, extend um, because of a, a few reasons. One, um, there's not a whole lot of time left. Uh, I mean, there's time left on his initial deal, but he's going to hit arbitration soon. Um, you're only going to be buying out a few years and maybe uh, a couple years of, of free agency. And, and, you know, he's not... He's on the older side. Um, he's not a, a young um, up-and-comer anymore. He's been around. Um, the one thing that... The only reason I could think of that they would maybe extend him is the fact that they don't really have any clear-cut top prospects coming up from first base. Mason Martin is the closest one, and there's still question marks there. And again, a minor league season is going to help give a better idea of where these guys are in their development and where they project. Martin has a ton of power but and good defense, but we don't know what else what he's going to look like, uh, you know, at the plate as far as like strikeouts and um, anything other than just raw power. Um, so maybe, uh, but for a rebuilding team like the Pirates, the value that Colin Moran um, could have um, and could bring back outweighs the benefits of extending him. Um, I think Phil Evans, and if you watched uh, the game today, the second game when Evans played first, he plays a good first base. Um, so I would have no problem with him um, playing playing there. But um, I really think Moran will probably uh, probably be dealt. So Evans at first, <laughs> and this is a, the it just gets real murky. Next year is very trying to to place these guys and, and project a lineup for next year, um, things got really hazy be, because there's going to be guys moving. So, like, second base, it's not going to be Adam Frazier. Adam Frazier will be traded. Um, so you're looking at probably Kevin Newman. That's going to be my guess. Um, I could also see it uh, potentially not being Newman um, and being somebody like a Rodolfo Castro he is still pretty young and has never really played in the upper levels of the minors. So, um, you know, his, his call-up um, today, I think, was just out of necessity um, to get a, a, another position player up and to buy time for, for Tom to clear the, all the COVID protocols and, and all that stuff. So... Um, I'm going to say Newman. Uh, shortstop. Uh, shortstop's interesting because it could be, um, this is where we could see our first prospect. Um, and this might be the time that they actually take a look at um, O'Neill Cruz. Uh, he may make it this year. Um, he may move to the outfield. Um, but... I think a lot just depends on what happens with a guy like Cole Tucker 
if Cole Tucker has a really good year at AAA and we see him up in the majors and maybe he hits a little bit um, towards the end of the year, it, it could be Tucker. Um, but um, that one is, that, that's kind of tough um, because again, no minor league season last year. Uh, Cruz, you know, didn't play a, he's only played in double A for, for a small, uh, period of time. He's going to need more time in the minors. Um, and then Tucker, he's, I guess, still in Bradenton working on some stuff. So if he irons some things out and starts making better contact, it could be him. Shortstop's one that's kind of up in the air. Um, it could be Kevin Newman and somebody completely different at second base, but, I think that that's probably the route that they'll that that they should go. That's my projection. Third base, third base, Cabrian Hayes. That's that was like one of the two easy ones here. Um, so Cabrian Hayes, Cabrian Hayes starts at third. Uh, outfield, outfield's a little murky too. Uh, Brian Reynolds is the lone lock for the outfield. Uh, Brian Reynolds is one of the guys, um, aside from Hayes, uh, Hayes and Reynolds are two guys that, that I think the Pirates should extend. Uh, they're young. You're buying, you'd be buying um, out uh, some of their um, arbitration years, probably, hopefully, making it cheaper for the club, and then maybe a year or two of uh, free agency years. Um, and again, hopefully that would be cheaper on the club and they're both they're both on the younger side so you're not buying them into their their mid 30s you're getting them you know early 30s uh, at the back end of that uh, of those deals um, late 20s early 30s really so but I think Brian Reynolds um, he's looked really good so far this year um, I think he's back on track so uh, but it's still um, I still think he'll he'll get the starting nod, probably in left. Um, center field's a, l- a little murky. I would say Jared Oliva maybe gets a look next year. Um, again, with the um, without the minor league season last year and without um, seeing enough of Travis Swaggerty, um, I could see him coming up at some point. I don't know next year. Um, this year, if he's absolutely on fire, but I don't know if you don't know if that's going to happen. So I, I think it'd be Jared Oliver, <laughs> and then right field. There's a lot of a lot of ifs um, with this outfield. Um, if Colin Moran's around, Phil Evans goes out to right, or you know, left and Reynolds in center, Oliver in right. Uh, however, if Moran goes and Evans goes to first, it could be a number a, a number of people, really. I think that um, you might see Troy Stokes. Uh, he might he might get a shot. Again, we need to see what he does in the minors this year. Um, you could see a guy like Cal Mitchell. Um, you could see a free agent signing. You could see some kind of 
uh, a, you know, some kind of super sub type situation or, you know, with Rodolfo Castro out there or, you know, who knows? Um, you know, Mason Martin could absolutely set the world on fire this year. Then they decide to let him play first base next year. And um, Evans moves out to right. Um, the outfield's really hard. This team for 2022 is hard to project because there's going to be moving pieces and the top prospects aren't close yet. But that's kind of what I think the um, the starting lineup will kind of look like. Um, I know it's not definitive, <laughs> um, but if I'm... So again, starting catcher, Stallings, first base, I'm saying Evans. Second, I'm saying Newman, shortstop. I'm I'm gonna say Tucker. Third base, Hayes, left field, Reynolds, center field, Oliva, and right field is a big old question mark. Um yeah, I mean, it could be uh, could be Tom, who they just picked up. If he has a good year, I f- you know, forgot all about him already. I haven't seen him yet. Um, but, yeah, it, it, there's going to be somebody there other than Polanco. I can almost promise that. Uh, but we'll see what happens um, with right field. Um, as far as the rotation goes, this is um, where it gets a little interesting. It, I mean, this is all interesting, but it gets interesting in the at the starting uh, pitching level. So, barring any catastrophic injuries or absolute implosions, um, I'm going to say JT Brubaker is in the rotation. Um, I really want to say Mitch Keller. I'm going to go with Mitch Keller. I think Mitch Keller is going to iron some stuff out. Um, he may never be the ace that we that the Pirates need him to be or want him to be, but they're going to give him time. So I really think Keller, you know, unless he just absolutely doesn't improve and just continues to get shelled or walk a bunch of guys um, and completely just lose it, I think he'll be in the rotation next year. Um, I'm looking at Will Crow. I think he's going to get his shot this year at some point, um, and he could stay there um, and get a a longer look next year. Um, I also think Miguel Yajure will be in the rotation next year. And that leaves one spot available. Uh, that spot is one is again it's up in the air. It's going to be a competition, I think, between Cody Pounce, um, Cody Bolton. Uh, I think we might see we should probably see Cody Bolton at some point um, this year, and then any free agent that they bring in. Um, I tend to think that, you know, obviously Tyler Anderson, he's been pitching very well. Uh, if he keeps this up, he's going to be a, a nice trade chip. 
Uh, Trevor Cahill has not been pitching well. I think I think Cahill um, will be out of the rotation and maybe bounce back to the pen, kind of like a Derek Holland situation. Um, see what he can do there. Uh, you know, if he continues to to struggle in in the rotation over the next, um, he'll get a few more starts. But um, I don't know how long that's going to last. I think Will Crow will take over for him. Um, or, you know, if it just happens that, you know, Brault starts progressing, um, you know, it could just move when Brault comes back. Um, but I, I think no matter what happens, um, I really think that they're going to deal Anderson. I think they're going to find a way to... Deal Chad Cool. I think Chad Cool um, is good enough and has good enough stuff. Um, I think he'll get better. He has shown some improvement. Uh, his last start was decent. Um, if he continues to not walk, um, you know, half a dozen people in you know just a handful of innings, um, he does have good stuff. Like that. I mean, that slider is uh, right now the only pitch he relies on but it's a good pitch um if he can work some stuff out i think he'll be dealt and brought if he can come back and look um and pitch and and stay healthy for the rest of the year i think he'll be dealt in the off season um i was well, there's an outside chance that either cool or brought could be back next year um but i really i really think that uh, they're going to try to find a way to to deal those guys uh, because they aren't part of the future. They're not going to be part of the the um, hopefully the contending years. So um, this rotation, even by the end of by July of this year, after the deadline, it could look different. I mean, it's going to look different throughout the year. There's going to be Guys come up, you're going to have your spot starters for double headers, uh, like Ihure did tonight. But I think your rotation will be Brubaker, Keller, Crow, Yahuri. I'm going to go with, with Cody Bolton. I like Bolton. Um, I think he could lock up a spot. I like Bolton more than I do um, Cody Pounce as a starter. I think Pounce is a good swing man, um, kind of long reliever, spot starter. But you know we'll uh, we'll see. Um, the bullpen could be anything. <laughs> uh, really, it could be anything at this point. Um, I think a lot of the guys that are up now uh, in the bullpen will most likely be here. I think that. Um, some uh, uh, Richard Rodriguez will be gone. I think that Chris Stratton could be gone. Um, Michael Feliz, I don't believe, will be here. I think unless he... If he pitches very well, I feel like they'll deal him. If he just pitches like Michael Feliz, I think this is the last year that they give him a shot. They have better guys. Um... So, um, I think Bednar will, you know, is a lock to be back. 
Um, Underwood Jr., Dwayne Underwood Jr. has uh, time left, uh, quite a few years left to control ability. I think he'll be back. Um, Kyle Crick's a guy I could see being traded uh, with the way he's been pitching this year. So far, so good. If he keeps this up, he could be a, a good trade chip. I don't think he projects to be, you know, in that pen, um, you know, in 2024. Um, and I think that with a rebuilding team, you've got to strike while the iron's hot. And when you have these guys that are producing, you got to move and you've got to get what you can for them because relievers, I mean, we saw it with Crick. 2018, great. 2019, not so good. Last year, non-existent. So relievers can come and go. They can be on for a year or two and then just drop off the face of the earth. Um, so if he's pitching well, then you've got you've to move there. Um, Sam Howard is another one. He could stick around uh, if he doesn't pitch well. He he's replaceable. Um, Clay Holmes is an interesting one. He looked good, then he got absolutely destroyed by Cincinnati. His ERA was up. He didn't look great tonight. Um, Sean Poppins won. <laughs> I actually like Sean Poppin. Um, I think he is just a. I think he's a quality middle reliever. I don't think he's a like a closer or anything like that. Um, but he's got a really nice um, slider, I believe, breaking pitch that uh, when it works, it, it's nasty. Um, he just can control it and control his other pitches. He's a nice arm. Um, you've got Nick Mears um, in the mix um, for the uh, for the pen. Um, your Rule 5 guys, Jose Soriano, um, Luis Oviedo, I think they will most likely get start the year in AAA next year because they can. Uh, I think Oviedo will probably get converted back to a, a, a starter, possibly. Um, but again, they, if, they pitch, if they pitch well, Soriano pitches well when he's um, back and healthy, and if Oviedo continues to um, pitch relatively well with with uh, just very few of those bad outings that he has, um, they could factor in too. Um, there's there's a lot of guys um, that we haven't even seen yet or seen in a couple of years because of no minor league season. Um, uh, like Wyman, um, a guy I keep talking about, John O'Reilly. Um, you know, there's there's guys that, that we just need to see pitch, and so the bullpen. I think, like I said, you'll have your standards, um, your your Bednar, um, Underwood Junior. Uh, Hartley will be up um, at that point. Probably Howard. Uh, Maybe Holmes if he pitches well the rest of the year. So, so a lot of these, some of these, a handful of these guys that we we've seen this year will still be around, uh, but you know, like I said, I I think they're Richard Rodriguez. I think that 
Chris Stratton and I think that possibly even Kyle Crick um, could all be dealt um, at any point um, this uh, this season. Um, so, uh, yeah, 2022 <laughs> isn't going to look a lot different than 2021. I think that they'll probably do the same thing they did this year, go out and get a couple of veterans to see um, if they can hold spots. Um, they'll probably sign a, a veteran outfielder. Um, they'll probably sign um, a veteran um, if they trade Moran, probably a, maybe a veteran first baseman, um, like a Todd Frazier type guy. I don't think Todd Frazier comes back for the Pirates next year. Um, unless he's just that desperate to continue to, to try to play. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that uh, next year could could be a, um, a rough one. The nice thing about next year, though, um, I really think we could start seeing uh, the initial wave of prospects. Um, not, maybe not to, probably not to start the year per se, but later in the year. Um, there's a lot of guys that were finished 2019 in high A. Um, so we haven't seen them, uh, you know, at the upper levels to see what they could do. So you have guys like Travis Swaggerty, uh, Mason Martin, Castro, um, Cal Mitchell, and who knows what Nick Gonzalez is going to do. He could very easily have a, a big, a big jump this year. Um, even like a, uh, uh, Leo Vera Piguero, um, he's been, he looked really good in, um, spring training. He can make a big jump. I don't, I think he's more likely to, to come up the next year. Um, but pitching wise, there's, there's a handful of, um, rotation options, um, along the same lines, like a Max Cranick we saw in spring training, uh, Ruancy, um, Contreras, we saw him in spring training, Travis McGregor, um, Osvaldo Beto is a guy that I actually really like, um, they could easily move up and shift into the rotation, um, at any point that year, so they can, this is what the Pirates are, are trying to do, um, they're trying to make sure that they always have depth, um, every year they'll have a competition for the back end of that rotation. Um, years down in a few years, they'll have competition for the um, top level of the rotation. So it'll be interesting to see again with a minor league season. I can't stress how excited I am for a minor league season. Um, it's, you know, it'll be, it's going to be exciting. I already have tickets uh, to, to see some out, some curve games. Um, so that'll be, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, and, and just get back into the regular, quote unquote, regular, normal um, development uh, routine, um, the development plans for these guys to see them progress through the minors to see them make their debuts. And hopefully this time, you know, we get a lot more success at the minor, in the upper, um, from the up, converting people from the upper levels to the major leagues. 
Um, that's where the Pirates have always kind of lacked, and uh, that's what essentially cost Neil Huntington and and Clint Hurdle and that whole his whole staff their jobs, because um, the the young talent just could not convert. Um, so you know it it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. The lineup I just read you for 2022 is not um, super exciting, especially with some of the the more productive guys so far, at least so far this year, uh, possibly moving on. Um, so what I want to do with this is I'm going to come, I want to come back and revisit this um, in um, like maybe once a month, maybe. Um, every other month, as we get closer, um, you know, to the trade deadline, as you know, guys leave, kind of project a little more after we get um, some good um, data from the minor leagues. Um, I think that will really, I, I, I want to see how this changes um, and how um, some guys have been pushed out. Um, some guys have been, you know, somebody jumped somebody as far as uh, as far as like the depth chart goes. Um, so it should be, it's, I'm hoping this is fun to watch. I'm hoping it's going to be fun, uh, fun for you to hear, uh, me kind of analyze this. Um, but I do also want to start focusing on the other years. So, uh, probably within the next week or so, I'm going to do, I want to do another episode about 2023, um, and then maybe 2024 and beyond, um, that if possible um i guess there's a lot there's a lot of guys coming and the, you know the the list i read of, of guys who could start the year for them next year isn't that great uh, there's some good ones there you bolton uh maybe maybe o'neill cruz but i, I don't think um that's that's probably that's just that's it. I mean, those are the excite like there's not a whole lot of new fresh excitement there. Uh, but as the next year goes on, as 2022 goes on, I think there'll be more um, young talent, more guys come in, more guys um, hopefully produce, um, and there's gonna be guys that that, that they'll pick up this year. Um, that will factor into this. So that's really what I want to look at. This is my initial 2022 projection for the lineup. I want to see how much this is going to change um, as the season goes on. So um, we'll just keep an eye on it and uh, come back to it when I have some more data and some more um, season, essentially. So that's it for tonight. <laughs> uh, thanks for thanks for listening to me uh, rambling on about uh, the 2022 season. I appreciate it. Um, if you haven't uh, listened to any of my other podcasts, feel free to check those out. Um, you know, I, I like I like doing this a lot. I'm you know I'm glad people are are listening to it and I'm, you know giving me um, some. I'm hearing some really good feedback, so I, I appreciate that. Um, Check me out on social media at uh, Bucko Fever Pod on Twitter. Um, 
and Bucko Fever Podcast on Facebook as well as BuccoFeverPodcast.com uh, for my blog. Um, there's posts. I try to do at least one a week. Um, and when I can work in another one or I have a an idea for a good one, I'll, I'll plug it on there too. So um, keep an eye out for those. But again, follow me on Twitter. You get updates on all this stuff. Um, again, I did at uh, Bucko Fever Pod. Check me out. Enjoy the Pirates. Uh, There's fun stuff to watch this year. So far, um, this is just an interesting team. So good and bad, it's baseball. And it's going to be an an interesting ride. So again, thanks for tuning in and uh, have a good one.